tuned in. You've tuned into Geekalik Radio. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the geek's watch. For the geeks and all the geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch, and we're still here talking about Castle Rock on Hulu original series. And with me, as always, is John. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we we still we have our new guest, our new guest host, our our new host, not guest host. He's the new host. He's gonna be on the show forever. It's, now. it's official now. It's official. There's there's, there's no one else here. No. Okay. <laughs> Stephen will not be joining us anymore. <laughs> it's been a great time, guys. Thank you for having me. Have a good night and uh, tip your waiters. Tip your waiters, huh? Oh, you're not going to throw in your Amazon subscribe to <laughs> Use <laughs> your Listen, guys, Twitch. if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime for the low, low price of $4.99. <laughs> uh, all right, so that was a little bit of snippet from our poker game last night <laughs> if you happen to watch the Geek Elite Radio poker game. but Congratulations, by the way. I have to John. Yeah. You have one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out I could have won the whole pot if I uh, had some balls, but Dude, it's okay. I played half. it safe. Uh-huh. Daniel always convinces people to fucking split the pot. <laughs> I don't understand it. Well, I, I did too. So maybe that's just a thing. No, but he's the one two that brought years. it up that last time when you and Jeremy were there. Oh, no. I, dude, I, I immediately dove into like split the pot because like, it just seems safer. <laughs> but anyway, okay. for more information on that, you can find us on twitch.tv slash radio. So, like I said, we're talking Castle Rock, and we will be there. Uh, we will get to that at the you know second half of the show. First, we want to talk about some geek news. It was a little bit uh, lighter on the the news this week, but it's because it's mm-hmm. a holiday week, so it was a uh, it's a little hard. But we, we I think we found some some stuff we could talk about. Yeah, I think everything else is just uh, buy Akira on sale. It's like anniversary edition for ten dollars on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, Cyber Monday, guys. I mean, it, is that? I mean. I know everybody. I know people who love anime love Akira. I, I love Akira, but the movie is not a solid adaptation of the manga. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not. Even, even the director agreed. He saw the movie, thought it was bad. Yeah, the movie's really like only maybe one quarter of the full story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like one and a half volumes of the full seven. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's a tome. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess there's a there's a lot to unpack there if you if you you get into it. <laughs> And so that I guess that just even that even is like even worse for a live action adaptation of that then because yeah because yeah, they'll adapt the anime and they'll water that down even more so yeah like I'm not looking forward to it they, there's no way they could do it justice well I thought I got excited this is like a we're inside baseball on a cure right now but I got really excited because the last time they talked about adapting it they were saying that they were going to do the manga rather than the anime like the actual film so I was really excited. Doesn't seem like it's gonna happen now. So, yeah, if it's Hollywood though, they're just gonna ghost in the shell. It, I'm sure. <sighs> we 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 don't speak of these things. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, 
we'll see what we can talk about. We got uh, the the Marvel Studios has come out with an official timeline for the MCU. I think I looked at it wrong because some of the stuff doesn't look right. It doesn't look right to you? No. Okay. Especially where like where uh, um, what's his name? Doctor Strange is supposed to fall in. Like I believe we've had discussions about it before. Yeah, because I, I have an in- I have an interesting view about where do- how long it takes Doctor Strange to become a sorcerer. Like for me, oh. I feel like that movie should take up maybe maybe like I don't know four years, three or four years. Well, I think isn't that supposed to be the idea of him actually using the Eye of Agamemnon to? <laughs> is, is that the Ag- one? Agamotto. Is that the one? What, what is Agamemnon? Is that is, is this like a it's like an ancient? That's from the thing. Iliad. That's that's uh, where we go. That yeah. was the king of uh, Troy. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. no, I don't remember. Not, not Sparta. Of Troy. Yeah, Sparta. Yeah. Agamotto. Yes, Agamotto. It's, it, it's it's been a long day. I have Agamotto. <clears throat> but no, um, yeah. So like he like the idea is that he might have used that thing's time distortion stuff to have like I don't know. Yeah, like, hy- he, hyperbar- hyperbolic chamber. But he Goku trained himself. He didn't have that until the end of Doctor Strange. I mean, so to, but to me, okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> so it says here the official timeline 1943 to 1945 now this is not the order that the movies came out in this is the order that they they have the, the story would yeah right. this, yeah okay so 1943 to 1945 is captain america the first avenger 2010 is iron man so that's the that's a big change because everybody assumes that iron man takes place in 2008 when the movie came out so now we we uh, marvel studios has said that iron man comes out in 2010 or takes place during 2010 Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, and Thor all take place in 2011. (laughs) Steven is very upset by that. (laughs) He just really does not like The Incredible Hulk. I'm incensed. Uh, 2012 then gives us The Avengers and Iron Man 3, which makes sense because in Iron Man 3, you know, he has the PTSD from having gone into into another dimension or outer space or whatever and almost dying. 2013 is Thor The Dark World. 2014 is Captain America The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 literally take place, or it takes place minutes after Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Back to back. Yeah. Uh, 2015 is Avengers Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron and then Ant-Man. And like we even see that in Ant-Man. You see the newspaper articles about... Sokovia, you know, and everything that happened there. 2016 is Captain America Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming, which that also makes sense because of mm-hmm. Peter. Uh, 2016 through 2017 is Doctor Strange, so it takes him a year. That that movie takes up a, a good part of a year. I just think that to be as good as he is, it would it would it would have took him time. But in the movie, he's also sleeping and studying at the same time because he learned to do that spell. But why is he referenced all the way back in 2014 during Winter Soldier then? Because to me, what I, I think that that's that algorithm is just saying, hey, all these things are it, it's a it's it's very much it's an algorithm that's created by a man in a fucking computer. You know, Armin Zola, he's downloaded his own brain into a computer, so to me, it's it's literally saying that something special might happen to Doctor Strange. That's I 
I call bullshit on that. That's so weak. That's what that that's the biggest problem I have. Like it doesn't make any sense. Doctor Strange is just a doctor at that point. He just happens to be a very popular But he's also a really good doctor. Yeah, so why would that be a threat to anybody? Well, if maybe, anything, you should make sure that you keep him on your side in case you get like a brain tumor did you or see, something. Did you see Once Upon a Time in Mexico with Johnny Depp and What? <laughs> Bear with me. I, I I see where you're going with that point. I still think it's bad. He's I think so that good logic, that he shouldn't exist. So he, thus he has to take him out. He's throwing. He's like ruining the curb. Hey, actually, your argument goes goes along with my theory that Doctor Strange takes place over four years. Because if you put Doctor Strange ending in 2017, that means it starts in 2013, which takes place, which is before Captain America: Winter Soldier. So why does it say Doctor Strange is 2016 through 17? That, to me, makes it sound like the events of Doctor Strange don't begin until 2016, which goes against what I thought is that it already took place prior to the events of Winter Soldier, which is why they already know he's going to be some kind of a threat. Because why would just some really good doctor be a threat? A really good doctor is good to have no matter what your agenda is, unless you want to kill people with sickness. Well, he's a good doctor, but he's also a good doctor with a moral code. He he would be... He would he, be no, he was a complete but like, capitalist I, asshole. I have no idea what is in the algorithm. You, I'm, gonna go, I'm just I, saying. I'm going to go ahead and say there's some stuff that we don't know about where Doctor Strange did something, popped up twice at the same time in the past or something, like and they're like that's suspicious. <laughs> Some shit's going on there. Maybe <laughs> that's what I'm gonna maybe say. Maybe it would be. It, you'll find out in Captain Marvel that Doctor Strange did travel back to the 1990s, and that's why there is a pager that uh, Nick Fury gets that can contact fucking Captain oh, Marvel. He in makes the 1990s. Her a magic, He makes them a magic pager. Sure, why not? <laughs> The whole, the whole reason that that like everything popped up, he took a cell phone back in time. It was his phone. Yeah, imagine going back to the nineties and showing somebody an iPhone Dude, and just I, blow their brains out. They, they had like I, when you watch like all the ads and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, these, look at all these different devices we have that do all these different things." No, everything <laughs> is one device. I mean, it's not like the iPhone would really work. I mean, I guess it would it would work until the battery died. Well, not really. I mean. Because most everything is is cloud based, and that cloud wouldn't be existent in yeah. the 1990s. That's true, and it won't exist in the future. Well, you be can have a lot users. of like you know single player games that don't require online connectivity. You still have that option on there. Maybe. Anyway, you can my play point Bird. is, I I just disagree with this timeline with it so specifically saying that Doctor Strange takes place between 16 and 17 when we know that he was referenced like three two years earlier and it makes no sense that he'd be referenced as anything other than the sorcerer supreme or at the very least sorcerer in training if it's just referenced as a doctor and winter soldier that is bad writing they just like <laughs> shoehorned him in and didn't even it make- is the same writer i mean it's not the same writer as the doctor strange but it is the uh, uh winter soldier civil war and infinity war and then avengers 4 whatever that's called is all the same writers my other problem with this is I think it's been canonized, hasn't it, that the little boy wearing yeah, the Iron yes. Man mask is Peter Parker. It's Peter Parker. So that took place in 2011? Uh, 2011, yes. And 2016... Is Civil War. Is Civil War. Right. So you you so got a kid, man. They just they five sprouted years, up. How old was he in that movie? That yeah. kid's supposed to be like eight, seven? I mean, you can say that he's ten. 
He's a small guy. He's <laughs> he's stunted with all those <laughs> acrobatics he's doing. My question is: Are either of you guys are either of you guys Legend of Zelda fans at all? Yes. Yeah. So when they put out the Hyrule Historia, they put out the like the canon. Dude, timeline we're not for even everything. gonna get into well, that timeline so, of the well, Hyrule like, Historia. That, that, that's that's the thing for that one because like it's a mess, right? And it's like uh, it branches off where uh, like this this game actually only happens if in this game this bad thing happens where uh the, where ganon wins then this game happens or in one and the version, we're looking dead. at the dark world as opposed to the light world or whatever yeah yeah, yeah so like I- i'm just wondering if this is a now timeline with what we have and then maybe after the events of the second half of infinity war we ended up with we end up with two branching realities so what actually happens in this movie for 2017 or whatever doesn't happen in this other one I know what I think is really happening here. It's a little bit more devious. I think they purposely release this timeline just to get all of us like internet hotheads like talking about it. And it's just going to create controversy and it's just going to generate free publicity. It's going to be at the forefront of our minds and like it's actually doing what they want it to do, which is just keeping this argument going, which is keeping the popularity alive. That's fine with me. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I still disagree about. with uh, their placement of Doctor Strange that, on that That's timeline. the only thing that you have a problem with. We, okay, so then the last of it is 2017 is, one. is Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, and Avengers Infinity War, which, which makes sense because those all literally you can see that they take place yeah. one yeah. after the other. I'm all right with those. Uh, but It's yeah. Spider-Man. They reference the events of Avengers as having been eight years prior. That's true because we, we do see... Uh, the vultures crew cleaning up or whatever. Yeah. So that I think that that's that's, that's one of the only some, like that's one of the things that really broke their their timeline mm-hmm. or something. I remember when that first came out, but I don't. Sony, the, Sony and the director in, even had to come out and say, "Yeah, I fucked up and, and did the wrong <laughs> thing." Well, so, so did James Gunn after after vol- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. He had to say, "Oh yeah, I messed up." Well, that was about the Twitter stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but timeline wise, because. Uh, because when oh, because the after the post credit scene with uh, Stan Lee, where he's talking to the Watchers, he's like, "Oh, and this one time I had to deliver a package to a guy, and I called him Tony Stank, and like that's obviously after that's way in the future of when Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two should be taking place." Mm, well, gotcha. See that I could kind of see like kind of well, no, that's true because now they put it. In that specific part of the timeline, that wouldn't have happened yet. Well, mm. we know that the person he's actually talking about is indeed Tony Stark. Because maybe he was talking to a guy named Tony. He, maybe Stunk. he just likes to call people Tony Stank everywhere he goes. Yeah, everywhere he goes. It, he just that's that's their John Jacob Jinglehammer Schmidt. You know? Oh, because okay. <laughs> that's my name too. Yeah. All right. It's a bunch of Tony Stanks. All right. So I mean, it obviously it it got got us talking, and John said <laughs> it worked. It, it's it's in lieu of them putting out a trailer or a title for Avengers Four. So, do you guys think that we're gonna get one here on the holiday season? That movie's not that far off. Yeah. So what I heard was on Collider, uh-huh. uh, Collider dot com is having a screening of Infinity War on Wednesday. Ooh. Uh, the Russo brothers are going to be there to answer questions. Really? No. So the rumor is that we will either finally get the title, we might get uh. A release date for a trailer. Do you think Collider's going to be the one that gets to Maybe. do that? They might be. That seems crazy. That does seem crazy. Either that <laughs> or Monday Night Football. It's true, yeah. But at least there's a big audience for that one, and things go everywhere anyway. And Disney and ESPN and ABC all owned by Disney. So. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, because, yeah, they usually like to do it on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, and, and Variety. And Variety. Like, so. they love Variety. So, hey, it could be released tomorrow night. TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, one of those things might happen. Here's hoping. Yeah. It'd be nice to see something. All right. So, speaking of Marvel, because the timeline doesn't talk about any of the TV shows from uh-uh. the Marvel Universe, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is renewed for a seventh season, even though season <laughs> six hasn't aired yet. It doesn't air until the summer of 2019. So I think what is happening here is that they are going to... Because right now they're filming season six. I think they're going to go straight into filming season seven. And I think they weren't going to air season six until after Avengers 4 came out purposely. So that's why that season got held back to the summer. So maybe season seven of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will actually start... Will actually air in like December of 2019. Is Coulson going to be in uh, Captain Marvel? He is yeah, going to be in Captain Marvel. Yeah, he's, he's, in he's being de-aged. He has hair. Uh, if you see him in the trailer, he's going to have that Vincent Vega look like uh, John Favreau did. In no, <laughs> he, does, yeah, he doesn't. Um, but he, his, um, uh, Agent Coulson's name, the actor of the name, the name Clark of the actor. Greg. There you go. Damn. Good he, pool. He is, uh, <laughs> he is. He is left off the cast list of Agents of Shield. Hmm. Now, if you watch season five, you know why that he's left off, but it's also interesting that he's left off. I think. Yeah. Oh, did I think- he get some barbed wire stuck in his gut and then a helicopter took him away and he's going to get like a three movie picture deal with ABC now? Oh, it's not pertinent to anything. <laughs> Who's watching any TV shows out there right now? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't barbed wire. It was rebar. Oh, whatever. Re- re- rebar wire. It had barb in it somewhere. This <laughs> is <laughs> like from Stranger Things. She's back. <laughs> No, um, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Uh, I think Agents of Shield, the newest season, I think it hit Netflix. No, uh, I believe I believe have. it's on Netflix okay. now. Um, it's an interesting season. It was definitely like a departure from the stuff that they had been doing before. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, it felt like like a second season for a show that didn't know they were going to get a second season. Mm. Kind of tangential to whole Marvel and Netflix and TV shows. Uh, Infinity Wars coming to Netflix on Christmas? Yes. Oh. What if they put trailer on there? Because they, they still have yeah, that hard. deal, I believe. Yeah, for right now. For, for movies. I think to the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they can they get like the first crack at streaming those movies. And stuff yeah, like I'm that. definitely watching it. <laughs> yeah. Infinity War? Yeah. I mean, you've seen it already, though, right? Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying watch it like again. Oh, Netflix. just gonna watch yeah. it over and over. Yeah. Fair well, I don't have a Blu-ray player right now, so I can't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I got to see the newest Star Wars movies. Uh, I wouldn't even watch it on Netflix. I downloaded <laughs> that thing. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Don't like things like this anymore. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. getting a seventh season, which I, I also thought was very interesting because after season five, I th- it was very iffy if, if they were going to actually get another season after Yeah, that. they thought they were talking about like that was going to be the last season. And they definitely aired it like it was going to be and, and, mm-hmm. and wrote it to be like it was the last season. So Seven seasons and a movie? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I would be okay with it. So I need to issue an apology. <laughs> so last week on the show, John pointed out that uh, they released the, t- the full title of the Birds of Prey movie and I said, John, don't be ridiculous. This is exactly how the conversation I said, John, don't be ridiculous. That was just You said what- it with a little bit of an Irish accent, though. <laughs> 
Sean, don't, Sean, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> that was the, that was just what Margot Robbie put on her her script. That's what she wrote on there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess Warner Brothers went and confirmed on the following Monday to John to John saying, John, you were right. Mitch was wrong. <laughs> uh, Birds of Prey. Or parentheses and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn is the official title of the Birds of Prey movie. I feel like they're trying to Deadpool it up in there with that naming convention. <laughs> it's it's definitely a fourth wall break. I say that it's going back towards uh, Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, yeah, more like, than anything else. Yeah. Oh man, if this was directed by Kubrick, that'd be amazing. I mean, it would be amazing because he's been dead for so long. Well, I mean, sure, they got the algorithm for his directing <laughs> style. <laughs> they pull Howland for this one. It's going to be the second week in a row we're talking about Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sure. I mean, obviously, everybody, when you go up to the marquee to get your ticket, you're going to be like, I need one ticket for Birds of Prey. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this is going to be written on the marquee. You don't think I don't so? think it's going to say this. You don't I think, think this is going to be small text under it. No, no it should be like an acronym. It would just be like B-O-P. <laughs> A T F E whatever all O O H Q. I wonder if that actually spells anything. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as you were saying. It does not. Like Bobat Fen Fioni whatever. This is a spell in Elder Scrolls. So yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about that. I I would. I really don't. Okay, so I also have a problem with the idea, the fact that they the who they cast is Cassandra Cain. They cast this young young girl, super young girl. Cassandra Kane, when she's introduced as a character in Batman comic books, she is probably around sixteen. A young girl. Yeah, but this is like <laughs> this is like a ten year old girl that they hmm. cast. And when she's introduced at sixteen, she's already a, a lethal killer. She's like X twenty three, Laura Linney, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Laura Kenny, sorry, not Laura Linney. That's the actress. <laughs> uh, but the the idea that, from what I've heard, is that she's going to be kidnapped by Black Mask. Like, okay. Why not just have... Why why give her a character name? Why well, give her a, a name that's in the comic book? It's not... Only people who read the comic books are going to be the ones that are like, well, that's not the character that I, I know and I read well, about. That's maybe, gonna, maybe, everybody this is, maybe this is a high school, high school musical situation. <laughs> They're like 25. It's supposed to be 17. I mean, it's not so it's like reverse. She's gonna be a ten-year-old like, that's playing a sixteen-year-old. Oh no, I guess that's true. I got that backwards. Everyone disregard things. Let's say let's pretend <laughs> I said a smart thing. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think, I think that with, like when when they adapt characters for the films and everything, I think that they're taking them as their own thing for the purpose of what they're yeah, making but, for this. But you're literally only taking this character just for the name, just just for the name. Like, and it's not even a big name. It's not like it's Bruce Wayne's name. People know that name. No one knows Cassandra Cain. So unless you're bringing her in as a lethal assassin. I mean, maybe maybe it's pertinent to another character that we don't know about yet. Someone whose motivations would be influenced by that character. Maybe. That's that's like that's my best guess. Or they're they're like dark universing it and they're planning ahead. 
know. So maybe three movies down the line, uh-huh. this this young girl, Sandra Kane movie, she can play Batgirl. <laughs> yeah, done. Uh, I don't know. That, I just I, that's my problem with that. The the title, like, yes, in the re, in most recent history of Harley Quinn comic books, she has become DC's Deadpool. Mm-hmm. To she she breaks the fourth wall. She has ridiculous people. She does ridiculous things. But then also the emancipation of, uh, or the fantabulous emancipation. And that's also another thing. You're teaching young kids words that don't actually exist. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> anyways. It's supercalifragilistic. Expelidocious. Uh, fine. They did it back in the day, too. You're right. <laughs> okay. But, but that was to teach kids to take medicine. <laughs> so this is, it's also going to have, like, parts to do with the Joker? Because it's going to be her, like, I'm, wh- I'm not attached Joker? to the Joker anymore. That's a good question. Like, I would assume geez. it's Jared Leto's because she already has the relationship with that one, but who knows? Maybe he's still Jason Todd. I don't know. Hey, my God, I hope he is. Up. Don't. No, I hope he is. That's Jason the only Todd. way you can excuse it. <laughs> he's, uh, well, we've already heard confirmation from Ayer that it's not Jason Todd. Yeah, Jason Ayer just a uh, wellspring of wisdom <laughs> on his own movies. Well, <laughs> so how do you, how do you feel about that title? I mean, it fits with the whole Harley Quinn, like, oh, I'm just so random and goofy and unpredictable type thing. It's it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Steven? I I think it's, for, for me, like, it's a, a non-issue. It's a non-issue. Because I already wouldn't, I wouldn't chalk a whole lot up to this movie. I, I've checked out on the DC movies. Yeah, I, was like, I think our primary concern should be if like the movie's any good. Yeah, or if it'll even like make the date or like anything. This could be called the steaming pile of dog turd, but as long as it's good, you know, like that's really what we need right now. <laughs> John, do you remember a movie Denzel Washington from 1999 called The Bone Collector? I do. Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie Based off a book, a series of books uh, by Jeffrey Deaver is going to Deaver. be uh, <laughs> is going to be turned into or adapted into an NBC series. Makes sense. That looks like it's very uh, adaptable to something serialized. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, a paraplegic uh, detective. I don't know if Angelina Jolie's character is also in the the books or not. But, uh, you know, in the movie, she is the beat cop that kind of becomes his arms and legs and eyes in the field so that he can solve the the mystery of the bone collector, the catch the serial killer. Yep, yep. Do you foresee, like, how would you do it? If you were going to do it, would you have the first season be all about finding that one killer? Or is every episode going to be finding a different serial killer? Is it going to be Criminal Minds where apparently there's just... You know, serial killers and mass murderers run rampant in America. Because <laughs> that mean, show's been on for, what, 15 years, and every week they have a new serial killer. No, I mean, I would I would rather see it be like Dexter style, where you have, like, one big bad mm-hmm. that's your main focus, and then you just kind of have, like, little side plots here and there. Okay. But, yeah, it gets really tiring after a while, because it's just like, come on, man. Like, you know, it's got to build up to something, and it's got to have a good payoff. And mm-hmm. I think that's what ended up ultimately ruining something like dexter for me i thought the first season was great i was like well where are they going to go from here they tried to top it and it just became too much it got like serial killer fatigue mm. but then they brought in john lithgow yeah they the <laughs> trinity killer was great <laughs> no, um i don't know uh did either of you guys watch csi back in the day i i watched the first like six seasons 
Because do you remember they had that whole thing where like, Grissom, great detective and everything, mm-hmm. like, well, not detective, crime scene investigator. Um, but then he had the one guy who made the little models mm-hmm. of things, like the dioramas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that guy came in when they needed to have one big bad after the formula of one like bad guy a week right. got tired. I think depending on how they decide to treat the source material for the stuff, maybe they have, like, the the he's already... This way, like he's already become paraplegic or quadriplegic. What was it? Paraplegic? Quadriplegic. Okay. Um, but then uh, you find out how it happened, what he was like before. You have flashback scenes and stuff. And then someone from, like someone that he couldn't catch before mm-hmm. becomes the one he's chasing forever. That's the formula to me for them. And see, I feel like NBC is going to try and do what they did with Hannibal. Like, I feel like that's how this show will go. And like, I didn't watch Hannibal. But it went on for, what, three seasons, and people who watched it loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, loved it crazy. But uh, I feel like you'll have the one big baddie, but then every episode they might have, like, a different either clue or just maybe just a, 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 some kind of procedural that they'll go through for that episode. Yeah, because, I mean, if they do have both characters, they can have one person be kind of, like, tracing this big bad and then one person's out doing the like each weekly thing. Right. So, yeah. what if they find out in the end that while they were searching without the killer was within all along? Oh. He's not actually par- he's not actually quadriplegic. <laughs> At night he gets up, walks around. Separate personality. My god. He's got that bicameral brain. <laughs> okay. So, since uh, apparently we're done adapting all the things from the 80s and now we're moving <laughs> on to the 90s with the Bone Collector, Chris Pratt is also in early talks to uh, remake the movie, which was already an ad- adaptation of a TV series. From the 60s? From the 60s. Yeah. Called The Saint. The Val Kilmer <laughs> movie <laughs> from the 90s, you know, starred Val Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. We were just talking about Hamlet 2 earlier. Oh, man. Am I thinking of a different movie then? Which one are you thinking of? You thinking of uh, Ghost in the Darkness? Are you thinking of Val Kilmer? Are you thinking of the Phantom? Are you thinking of the Phantom <laughs> with uh, Billy Zane? No, I think of, I thought I was thinking of the Saint, but they the the lead actress was not Elizabeth Shue; it was somebody else. And um, right cool. now, I'm completely blanking on it. But I, I think I'm thinking of a different movie now that yeah, had Elizabeth Shue was definitely in the Saint. So uh, what what was the Saint for anyone who might not know? So the Saint uh, was. A, it was here. Here you go. After originating in the 1940s serial. Wow, I did not know Damn. that. Roger Moore played Simon Templar. Roger Moore, no less. The wealthy adventurer in a six-season TV series in the 1960s. It was turned into a Paramount movie in 1997 when Philip Noyce directed a script by Jonathan Hensley and Wesley Strick. Val Kilmer played Templar and Robert Evans produced uh, it was about a wealthy uh, a thief, a wealthy thief that went on stealing things and giving to the poor. So, I was thinking of the Thomas Crown Affair. That uh, was with Rene Russo. Russo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so kind of similar, aren't they? I would guess. Mm, no, I mean, no, because so? Pierce Brosnan's character, or Thomas Crown, yeah. is he's an art thief, but he's really an art thief just because he's bored he just wants he wants some kind of adventure to do like he doesn't need the money he's already rich so he just steals stuff because he wants to show that he can steal things whereas 
the Wait. saint, he's in at least the one in the Val, in Val Kilmer's movie. He's he was an orphan and he was raised by you know nuns, Catholic nuns. So he 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 has the saints on his mind all the time. He steals to try and perform miracles so that he could eventually become a saint. So that he can be redeemed and go to heaven like a hellboy. There you go. <laughs> or John Constantine. Except that his ultimate destiny is to be the downfall of humanity. No matter what. <laughs> so no. I would assume this would be another TV or another movie. Because uh, I don't see Chris Pratt going back to TV anytime soon. Yeah. Unless it's like a, a thing that's doled out all at once. Like a bingeable thing. I could see him doing like a Netflix or a Hulu thing. Where it's like high budget. I mean, every, it'd have to be high going. budget. Yeah. yeah. You know, just like Tom Hardy did Taboo. Taboo, sorry. Just tangentially, I just kind of realized that him and his ex-wife uh, kind of had a reverse trajectory of careers. They did. I, I thought yes. I think about that all the time. Because, <laughs> yeah, she started off with Scary Movie, was a movie star, went on to do Mom, is now considered a TV star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he started off with Parks and Rec, TV star, went on to be a movie star. Pretty and big then they broke star. up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's actually, big. and I think that actually was one of the reasons why it took a strain on their marriage. That yeah, he never saw her. Yeah, they never saw each other. Too either. much. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. So, Anna Ferris is not with him. And he's with a. Not, this is not that type of podcast, but he's with a. <laughs> he's like with Schwarzenegger's <laughs> daughter. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. And they seem happy. You Yahoo News tells me every time I go check my old email, it's <laughs> wow. my throwaway email. That's weird that they would tell you that. No, dude, they, they think I, so I he's, care. He's uh, he's with a quarter Kennedy, huh? Yes, a Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think it'll be interesting. Um, I I don't see it being anything besides a uh, like if if it's a series, it'll be some Netflix thing or something like that. I don't. I don't see it being on broadcast television. I don't know why they keep making broadcast broadcast television. And I work in broadcast television. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dying medium. <laughs> Last thing I think we we're going to talk about, unless you had some articles yourselves. Uh, I do, but go ahead with yours. So. Okay. Well, the last thing I'm going to talk, what I want to talk about, is they released the teaser trailer for the live, quote unquote, live action Disney Lions 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 King. Disney's yeah. Lion King. Agamemnon, you said. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it the updated or uprezzed. Uprezzed. There you go. I, I like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it looks fucking great, but it's not like it's not live action. It's yeah. it's it's a, a higher resolution version of the the movie. It's gonna be like going from that pixelated surprise Pikachu to Detective Pikachu. Just, uh, <laughs> I mean, what we saw was the the cold open of the of the original nineteen ninety two. Yeah, that sounds King. right. No, I think it was ninety four. Ninety four Lion King. Okay. I say. Uh, where the animals are all coming to greet the the new prince the new prince yeah the uh, mufasa's son as he's being presented and the circle of life song is playing so uh shot for shot pretty much shot for shot just like yeah. the aladdin teaser that we got yeah. was the mm-hmm. shot for shot of the cave of wonders that's the issue i take with it that's the issue you take with it yeah so you were you had to talk to me a little bit about this before or when we weren't recording but mm-hmm. how do you what is your what is your holdback? I, I I love 2D animation. I think that making these things now, either like Disney should just be like, listen, we just want more money, and just talk about it. <laughs> just openly <laughs> yeah. say, look, we're just going for your money. Yeah, 
Like, uh, or they're saying that the 2D things are somehow less than. And I don't think that's true. Like, I think even just in the scenes where they show the mountains of treasure in the Aladdin trailer, the Aladdin teaser they put out, I didn't know that's what I was looking at at first, watching it. It, it just looks like a static cave as opposed to a talking tiger head in the sand. You know? Yeah, like, it, like all, there's, there's no design clarity in the things. And I think that's... They're literally they're getting to build the entire world. It's not like they built a lot of these digital things, like these digital sets and stuff, and or like these physical sets rather. Like they didn't build some physical set. They're constrained by that or anything. They're crafting every single pixel of that world, and they somehow fucked up somewhere along the line and like took all the life out of it. Well, because you worry too much about getting something photo real, but it doesn't feel real because there's no like heart behind it. There's I just no emotion. I just don't I don't see how they get to that that point and something that's so beloved. Like I, I watched the jungle book, I like the jungle book. They changed it pretty healthily. They kept elements from the original book and then some of the stuff from the jungle book. And I don't I don't know if that's like these don't seem like that. So and to be fair, all that we're seeing so far is the stuff that they're going to show that looks like the old stuff right. to get people to be like, Oh, it's just like the old thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's again the weakness of them. I don't. I, I've I've watched The Lion King once when I was a kid. It was my first movie in theaters, and then I watched it when they put out the anniversary version of it that was in 3D and everything. Mm. And this will be the third time I go to watch it in theaters for a new time. John, I, <laughs> I think it's. I mean, I know why Disney is making these live action versions. It's uh, sounds like money. Basically, it helps them to hold on to their copyrights and extend their you know uh, public domain entry by you know several decades when they re-release something like this so whatever i get it it's a business decision why they do this it's unnecessary yeah but it's also a very expensive business decision these movies cost a lot of money to make i mean to be fair what was the the fantastic four the most recent fantastic four movie was what you said them making a new movie to show that they're active with that property to maintain that, I their think that's hold. always been the case with fantastic four that is all, they've yeah, that only is ever made fantastic four movies just to hold on to the box yeah um, but, uh, yeah, like I just, it seems completely unnecessary. Yeah. It looks cool, but if it's going to be the same thing that we've already seen in 2d, you know, I don't see why we need to make an updated version of it. Well, when we uh, already have the original. We, you, they did, they did it with jungle book and there's, there's differences in the jungle book movie. There's differences in the beauty and the beast movie. Uh, there was a lot of differences in the Maleficent movie. Yeah, and There you go. There's, uh, there's lots. Of, I, I wouldn't say they were good though. I like I really did not find that movie enjoyable. It yeah, was but just, see, but there are differences. They, they made a decision. They, they tried something different. Maleficent I'll take. Because it's such a different version of things. It's like, I don't know if anyone's like an Ender's Game fan out there. But like there's Ender's Game and there's Ender's Shadow. And the, the second book isn't from Ender's perspective. Ender's Shadow is from a whole separate character's perspective. Same same story, is this, different is this eyes. Is that's but, in the shadow of Ender? Uh, yes, it's, it literally is that. It's oh. It was essentially yeah. Wolverine the End or whatever that was. Where it turns out there was somebody else behind the scenes pulling all the strings. And oh. every time you think Ender did something really inspiring or like awesome... It was actually like someone else that helped it happen. Mm-hmm. It, it's really to me that destroys the whole point of the of Ender's Game. I like it better. I, I <laughs> you're a crazy person. <laughs> I own all the books. It was my fourth grade book report. <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, like, and I, I get that there's people. I mean, I like Starship Troopers the movie more so than Starship Troopers the book. 
they're completely different animals. Some people think that the book is superior, and I mean, that's their opinion. <laughs> I just happen to like the movie like more opinion. because that's what I saw first. <laughs> but like they're, yeah, opinion, they're, man. <laughs> they're, they're, they're so different that, like, one thing most people can agree on is that you either like one or the other. Like, mm-hmm. there's almost nobody that likes both equally because it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel with these things. And it's like, why? Well, I mean, I think it's what it is. I mean, come on. So it came out in 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were 10 then, this is, what, 16 years later, you're 26. Maybe even if you were you're a little bit older, I mean, you more than likely have a child. So they're ca- they're catching the person with nostalgia, and then they're bring- that person's bringing their child to it. You know what? They'd make so much more money if they just re-released the original movie. Maybe just give it like a 4K restoration or Are something. Are they going to make more money, though? Yeah, because you wouldn't be spending yeah. all the money on actually making a whole new live-action yeah, CGI but, but people might not... They might not get people to come into the theater to watch that. Dude, I, I went to the theater for that 3D one, and then when, I when when Rafiki goes and does the whole like, where he goes and draws the the main on Simba's little thing, <laughs> I reached my hand and was like, Simba's alive. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't go see it, and I I'm gonna go see this one. I just I don't know. I don't know if that's just like a separation thing. You would have been older. Yeah, I was like the, in, than I was when I first got to see it. I think I was in seventh grade or eighth grade when that movie came out. So, so that's, that's oh, not going to hit you in the same. Ninety-two. I was spot. ten. I was born in eighty-two. Also, like you don't have like any children to take to it either. I don't have so, any children. Yeah, like, I would. I would end up taking my daughter probably mm-hmm. to see that. So I mean, like I, I don't. I don't know if we're necessarily the audience even that they're considering. But I, I'm super excited about seeing Aladdin. You want to see Will Smith? I you know I keep, I constantly forget that Will Smith's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, they they really made a smart choice not to focus on him at all in the uh, last trailer. Now, if only they had done that the first time around with the advertising, and then Robin Williams wouldn't have been so mad in the first place. Yeah, that's true. I don't get it. Uh, Robin Williams, the whole reason that he was so mad and didn't come back for the sequel for uh-huh. the stuff was because he didn't want his um, like the genie and him to be used to market this. He movie. didn't want to overshadow the movie itself with mm-hmm. his like top billing or anything, and Disney totally played up the. The, the Robin Williams angle of the movie. That yeah. seems that seems out of character. Like I, I don't know what the thing was, like the more behind the scenes stuff for that. But yeah, that was the whole thing. It was the wasn't it, wasn't it like John DiMaggio who did the voice of Genie in the second movie? No, no. it was uh Homer Simpson. Oh Dan Castellaneta. Oh, okay. And then he came back for the third back because they worked things out. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was yeah, it was totally like a business thing where Robin Williams was like, I'll do this on the condition that like, you don't overplay the fact that I'm in it. Like, don't use it for marketing. Yeah, don't. but you think you think when his agent was like, okay, he wants if you want him to be in this movie, it's going to be, you're going to be paying him big bucks. No, apparently it was like, they, they went to court over it. And, like, it That's, caused a huge rift with this them This is the while. weirdest fucking story that I ever heard. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it gets pretty deep, man. Like, why Disney, would he, was, why would he not want advertising that he's in the movie? He had his reasons, Mitch. I, maybe, maybe it was <laughs> some other thing that, that seems... Weird now that we don't think of, but there was some like tiny portion he of some other look, business. If my kids, for the kids, I Mitch. will never, <laughs> almost never agree, be on Disney's side for anything. But if I'm <laughs> Disney and I had to shell out Robin Williams money to get Robin Williams in this movie, I am sure as hell gonna fucking advertise that they, Robin Williams is in this movie. Maybe they didn't shell out Robin Williams money. No, oh, you know they did. Maybe they did it. I don't know. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I wasn't in the room, so maybe I, I, it might not have happened. But 
I'm just saying that this is, I'm so, I'm baffled. I, I don't know why I don't know this story that, that this happened. I was right about Birds of Prey, Mitch. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that Robin Williams was wrong. Listen, Robin Williams had a whole lot of anime toys to buy at the time. <laughs> and yeah, man, he had priority. See, that was, that's real. After, like, after he died, his, like his daughter asked people, who are these toys? I feel like that stems it has to stem from something else, like like something that he watched as a kid, and he was like, "I just didn't really, I really didn't like it when they really pumped up that fucking Stan Hardy was in this movie when the Laurel and Hardy movie came out, or I don't know how when old they went Robin. solo or something." Yeah, <laughs> so it just it's weird. It's maybe, just a maybe, weird story to me. Maybe he was in like a Jim Carrey moment. He's trying to like change things, and he's like, "Listen, I don't want kids to go see my movies and think that like these are the movies they should watch." They should watch other things. So, his kick-ass two moment? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> All right. What do you have, John? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, um, HBO has released a couple of quick little, not even really videos. They're more like just animated pictures, if that makes any sense. It's mm-hmm. like uh, it just kind of slowly zooms in of the new Watchmen TV show. Mm. Uh, it's very, very weird, and it's raising a lot of questions. Uh, essentially, it's a couple of pictures of what looks like some kind of Watchmen task force. Mm-hmm. Uh, and given what we know so far, if this takes place after the events of Watchmen, uh, it's leading to some speculation, or at least I'm speculating based on just uh, conjecture of uh, photographic evidence, that uh, they're taking the whole masked vigilante thing now like completely 180 from the end of the events of Watchmen. Where in the original story, at, by the time the story takes place in the mid-80s, vigilantes and mass crime fighters have been outlawed. Well, it seems like that maybe kind of was reversed. Mm. And uh, it looks like now we have like what look like police that all have yellow masks. And almost can't really see their faces too well. But I think on one of them, you can almost see like the outline of, a, of like a smiley face. And I really hope that that's not the case because it looked really stupid if they're all wearing essentially the uh, the comedian's little happy face button. So it's kind of a com- combination of Rorschach's mask and the comedian's happy Pin. face. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of what it looks like. Now, I'm kind of hoping that those are just basically like kind of like green screen masks, except that they're yellow because that color will stand out more in the dark setting. Mm. And in reality, we're going to see something more akin to like maybe like a Rorschach type mask. That would be really interesting. Like, if somehow, like, I'm already like in my head canon and coming up with an idea that, uh, you know, because Ozymandias is like the smartest man alive, he realized that he needs to play both sides after the events of Watchmen and create a task force that's essentially like a bunch of Rorschachs, mm-hmm. uh, but they're actually like enforcers to kind of counteract the whole uh, what we assume is there's going to be a, a counterculture movement of non believers that believe that Ozymandias is. Uh, you know, false flag event was exactly that. So wow, you came up with a lot of headcanon off of a couple of pictures. It's what I do. It's <laughs> one of my hobbies. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's just such a weird, random picture for them to release. And I mean, it again, it does a really good job of just stirring conversation because now I'm really curious about where this is going. It's like this is new territory. We've had Watchmen, and we've had before the Watchmen. And we've only just barely started getting into a little bit of after the Watchmen with the uh, New Fifty Two or whatever it's called now, the Rebirth. The Rebirth, yeah. So I need to re- keep memorizing that. I always forget what it's called. But yeah, like we're starting to just barely get glimpses of what the world of the Watchmen is now, 
and I'm sure it's going to be completely different, but I'm still crossing my fingers that there is going to be some kind of crossover in this where the Watchmen, the TV show with HBO is somehow going to tie into um, to Rebirth. Hmm. Okay. I looked at the image. Um, I definitely am curious. I don't know if it's supposed to be more like about um, like almost like a propaganda poster for something. Like a propaganda... I don't know, like a, it, just, it, just, it feels like a reference image yeah, rather than something that'll actually a big be in the show. Vibe to them, yeah. yeah, like I, I don't know if it's just supposed to be an ad image or visual, and then won't actually be in the show. That's what I'm curious about. Because like we don't know, but it's stirring up a lot of conversations. I just don't know if I trust Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still burned off, lost man. I, I really don't like that guy. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, and I think we still got a lot of time before the show even comes out, so mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be there's gonna be more stuff that's just been that will be uh, uh, shown before I think we get a good idea of what the show is about. Yeah, and buckets of conjecture. Yeah, is that all? Yeah, that's, that's pretty that's much all it. you had. Yeah, Steven. Anything I get, you wanted to talk about. This no, week? there's no video game stuff this week. Everyone go buy stuff for cheap on Cyber Monday. Actually. Well, you got anything? I'll, I'll chime in a little bit. Are we going to talk about Smash? Uh, no. Okay. Fallout 76 is apparently dropping price again. Oh, even, to, even even past the, the current sale price stuff? It's, it's at 35 now. Damn. I think they reduced it to 40 from 60, uh-huh. and now it's 35. It's not doing good, ladies and gentlemen. No. <laughs> it's not being well-received at all. It's interesting when to see Bethesda kind of get shit on twice it's, it's <laughs> right a, now. It's imploding, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I feel bad for them, but I certainly do enjoy a good shit show. So, <laughs> yeah, let's just watch it all burn down. Just get some popcorn. Well, especially like they made a joke out of the idea that like, no, we've re- we've re-released the same game forty-seven times or whatever. It makes sense that maybe a person who's just been remaking it, the same it, drawing. It looked forever. like Skyrim with the Fallout skin. That's, yeah, that's the joke, and it's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, it's bad. It's like a, like if Lifefield tried to make something new now. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Sorry. The pouch. He's gonna make the pouch. Uh, all right. Well, that's all we got for geek news. Let's go ahead and talk about Castle Rock on Hulu, episode four, titled "The Box." The box. I still, I am still baffled. Every week, I am baffled by the fact that we were only on episode four. It seems like we've been watching this show we're for on so episode long. Four. Yes. Yeah. It does feel like it's been more than that. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like this. And it's like the episodes aren't long. They're this yeah. one was only forty nine minutes yeah. long. Like it's it's definitely and they they have the blackout spot, so it's it's made <laughs> for commercials and and uh, being broadcast. Maybe on that's TV. what it is. I feel like every time there's that fade out, like you it think feels like we go ep- into the episode's ending. Yeah, and, yeah, it's like a new chapter's true. beginning afterwards. That did feel like that. Like we even remarked on it that while watching <laughs> this last one. We we're like, I just keep feeling like the episode's gonna end. So, what did we get from this episode? What uh, new revelations did any of us get from this episode? Uh, there's the conversation that Henry had with his mom's boyfriend, the Pangborn. Pangborn, the sheriff, or is he still a sheriff, or is he used to be the sheriff? I don't think he's a sheriff yeah. anymore. Okay. Uh, we saw a thing with him very late in the episode. I don't know if it's the thing we want to open with, but uh, no, um, go ahead. They, Jump around. They, they got into some stuff about things, and they both were like, "Cut the shit." Let's like actually air our grievances here. 
uh, and they both came to the table with something, and it seems like the sheriff guy won, saying that the, <laughs> yeah. dad, the dad said that the kid did it. Yeah, so essentially, you know, uh, Henry, who constantly thinks that Pangborn is hiding something from him, mm-hmm. uh, comes to him and says, look, you know, why weren't you doing your job? Why did it take 11 days to find me? Uh, you know, and why was it you that, that found me after the 11th day? Mm-hmm. And finally, he's like, look, I don't know why you, uh, Penguin is like, I don't know why you're, you're keeping this charade up. Uh, I know, and you know, and your dad told me when uh, he was found after, you know, looking for you for three days, when, before he died, he told me purposely that uh, Henry did it. Yeah. Those were his words before, the night before, the day before he died. Oh, he said Henry? Right, yep. like those exact words. Like it's not like the kid did it or anything no, like that. No, said Henry. Okay. Well, at least that's what how he portrayed it to yeah. Henry. I mean, what actually happened back then? He could have said the kid. And, that's true. And Pangborn just interpreted that as Henry because we saw the visual in the last episode where the girl. Right. Is the uh, yeah the uh, what is her name in the show? Uh, Molly. Molly. Molly Strand. Yeah. Yeah. Molly Strand. I did uh, it. She <laughs> did it. Agamemnon. Uh, she's, she's the one that actually did kill, um, or pulled the breathing tube out yeah. of uh, Reverend Deaver's. At least that's how it was portrayed body. visually. Yes. Now, just out of pure symbolism, so this episode was called the box, mm-hmm. and we saw quite a few different boxes in this episode. We did. Uh, we saw the box that that creepy barber that lived in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. The Durgenis. Uh, some they, Fr- they Jardine. Jardine. Yes, which is a reference to a character in Carrie. Yes, it's uh, Joseph Desjardins. Let's see. The name Desjardins also appeared in Stephen King's first novel, Carrie. I didn't know that was his first novel. That was his first Weird. novel under his name, I believe. Oh, okay. I oh, think he wrote as Richard Bachman, too, a few times before uh. that. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there was the that box, and then I would assume that we're meant to interpret that the shed in the back, because I think he calls it a box too, or crate or something. He like calls that. it a crate. Henry yeah. calls it a crate. Mm. Yeah, he says that wooden crate, which had okay, so it was padlocked. Yeah. And from what I understood, when he opened the door, and it, it was, was kind of quick, bowl. It was a bowl with a spoon in it, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And obviously, he'd been sitting there for a very long time. Yeah. He asked him. He asks Vince. He's like, "Did your brother have a dog?" It's like last time I checked. Dogs don't use a bowl or a spoon to eat. But I've seen Jarvis well, use the spoons. uncivilized ones don't. Ah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> these salad forks, those monsters. <laughs> so chopsticks. <laughs> I mean, are we to assume that they, a person was being kept in there at one point in time? I would imagine that's where we were going with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My question is like, why leave that bowl in there forever? I've been why lazy. Why the bowl? I mean, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been lazy with my dishes before, but something like 25 years with the one bowl with the one spoon just in this thing seems like some evidence you're leaving Actually, behind for a crime. Th- you know what? That, that, that reminds me. It's like it's that, that person is like, oh, I'll get to that bowl later. Like, <laughs> it just keeps leaving it in the sink, and then finally it gets to like a couple weeks long, and it's scrolling mold, and you're like, fuck, this is going away. Like You just threw it into a box and, and padlocked it just, <laughs> to, to be like, I don't even want to remember that. <laughs> Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> and the, the box is full of dishes. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> then we also had a box that was exhumed from what almost looked like a pauper's grave. A potter's grave. Yeah, exactly. That was that was so weird. We had a casket. Yeah. It was a, it was an actual a, casket instead of like just a pine cheap box pine box. Yeah. And it was for uh, Mr. Deaver. Yeah, his well, adopted father. Reverend Deaver. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... 
And why were they pulling the body out? We still don't, don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what. That was something that he said early on, though. So, in the first episode, when he comes back into town, um, he says something about uh, to Pangborn, like, hey, I'm the one that's uh, executor of my family's estate. My mother can't sign for stuff like that. So, if my, my, my dad's body was moved, I should have been told. Hmm. So I guess like it was moved to that Potter's grave, and now he's moving it back. Maybe it was something they talked about before, like early in the series when they were talking about like developing the town or whatever. So maybe they moved stuff because there was a plan for some property or something. That might actually be it. That yeah. might be something that I missed. So yeah, I definitely feel like there's a few conversations that they have here or there where I'm like, mm, what just happened? Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's def- so. Was there another box? Yes, uh, there was a scene where the uh, the correctional officer is uh, meets up with um, Deaver in the bar, mm. and he gives him uh, like a schematic <laughs> of the cage. It's evidence. Yeah, like this is what the thing looked like where they kept them in, and I believe also kind of tangentially related to that, I believe the show started with like what looked like a flashback, because we joked about. The fact that, oh, this is clearly taking place in the past because it looks like it was shot in Super 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like it's a little boy playing with a toy car. Mm-hmm. We see it from, like, first-person point of view, so we don't see who the boy is, but we assume it's the kid. And uh, this Bill Skarsgård's was, character. Yes. Where, and this takes place when he was first put in the cage. Right. Um, which would be the other box, I would imagine. So, so we don't know if it's another kid, then, is what you're we saying? Don't, we, don't, we didn't see who it was. Mm-hmm. So, in, in another piece of trivia, I guess, is that uh, that Alan gets back to Ruth's house. The Twilight Zone episode, The Howling Man, is playing on the TV. That episode involved a brotherhood of monks that kept the devil locked away in a cell in their monastery. If Warden Lacey really did think that the mysterious prisoner Bill Skarsgård plays found was the devil as well, he might have been influenced by this episode because the place where the prisoner was was found had a familiar feel just like the episode which the box as hmm. you pointed out was also a episode of twilight zone ah. yeah. very different but yeah yeah <laughs> oh different type of box altogether. Yeah. uh i also thought it was interesting because uh, and you bring it up about um the one prison guard that's been helping helping henry deaver obviously he has a huge moment in the end of this episode no yeah. this is nothing nothing happens. important happened to him no, no? okay no. <laughs> uh, the gun that he pulls out is obviously in a gun box it is a you know very important box that the guards have access to uh, when they need to have a handheld gun and so are we supposed to believe that what is that guard's name anybody remember no that guy was... Either way. The guard. That guard. The guard. Capital T, uh, capital G. Does he shoot everybody in the prison because he's just had enough? Because I, Henry just got done telling him on the phone that, like, hey, I'm going to have to drop the case or mm-hmm. it's not going to go to trial. Or is it because Bill Skarsgård's character touched him? I would lean more towards that. The latter? Yes, it has to do with with them making contact, physical contact. That changed something in him because mm-hmm. I believe uh, 
was it right after the first time he touched him that he kind of has that weird moment where he just draws happy faces on all the yeah. screens? Oh, I, was that right after that? I thought it, that was, it was before you touched I, him. I thought it was after. Um, my question for the thing was, what, when he went to go talk to Henry, was that before or after? Good question. Because then if, if, he, if he was like losing it because of, like just in general, like... The, the guy was already saying at in whatever that whenever that happens chronologically, he was saying like there's like sickness in this kind of place in this mm-hmm. place or whatever this place bad. I think that was Dennis is his name. Dennis. Dennis. Okay. okay. No, yeah, I I think he sees him first. Like he I goes mean, and talks to him. And he, he says goes like to talk to him. We need to make something about this. Yeah, he's like we need to, I need to testify. Like we need to get this done. And then Deaver's like, uh, there's no I, jury. It, that's not how this works. Like mm-hmm. this is going to be something very simple and whatever and he was like dude you don't understand like i'm i'm a prisoner in there as well mm-hmm. like you know like it's he's fed up with this place and um so he talks to uh, the kid and basically gives him words of like hey like you know we're gonna help you get out of here everything's gonna be all right and then he gives and him he, a fist bump and he yeah he like insists on fist bumping and the kid has no mm-hmm. idea what he's trying to do he says just make a fist and then you bump it and you know the kid's just kind of confused the whole time but he does it and then, I, I mean, as soon as they made contact, I felt like, oh, no, like something, this is going to have repercussions. Because mm-hmm. the only other person that we've seen him actually touch would be the Nazi that he had to, the neo-Nazi he had to share a, a well, cell with. Well, we don't know if he ever actually touched him. He just told him, like, that he, he really shouldn't. Yeah. Well, fair he said enough. something like, you don't want to touch me or something like that. And yeah. then the next day, he wokes up with all the cancer. And dead. Yeah, and yeah. He, he woke he, up he, dead. He made him extra dead. <laughs> extra dead. Um... So, and then he proceeds to go and start killing every guard mm-hmm. that he can find in the prison. As we see the guards mistreating the prisoners. Yeah. Uh, so. It, it's been a thing that they've shown increasingly. Like, true. over each episode, they've shown them abusing people more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there was a shot where one guard just kind of, like, very, like, coolly smacks the food out of a, you know, prisoner carrying his lunch tray or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh Kind of another one harassing a guy outside of the cell. For and this then, episode? Yes. There was that part that they were just blatantly just beating a dude in the yard. Yeah. Right before all the stuff went down. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it looks like he just had enough. And So does that mean that there's some kind of supernatural act uh, thing that's, that's happening to push the guards further, too? I just think it's a bad town. Yeah. And that's what he says, too. Like, why do so many th- bad things happen in Castor Rock? Because this is a place where bad people can go and go unnoticed or mm-hmm. something to that effect. People like, look the other way, I think is yeah. what he says. But then we also have the, the, the from the previous episodes of uh, the reason bad things stopped happening in Castor Rock is because the devil had been caught and was put in the cage. It's true. No, I think bad things were still happening, though, because I think in the second episode, that's when he starts showing you like a montage of murders and suicides like hmm. at the beginning of the episode you see the the guy that i think kills himself in his garage or maybe his wife killed him in oh the garage yeah with carbon monoxide or something yeah, yeah but that, i think all that stuff was taking place before 1991 when oh i thought that was Lacey, present day no i think that, that was in the past that's that's when he's talking about that, those are all flashbacks that's it, him saying look these are all the bad things that happened until this time i was i was really curious about um, whether the thing that's actually causing all the bad stuff, I don't know if that's something that's split between a few people because I feel like we need three of these people to make the bad juju happen. 
I think that we need all, like, we need Henry Deaver, we need the boy, and then also the girl. I think they're different manifestations of the same issue right now. I'm really starting to wonder if the girl isn't having some other big stuff. Was it Molly? Molly, Um, If she's got some other stuff. Because she mentioned that her house had some bad stuff happen. And she said there was, like, that strangler, a serial strangler who used to live in her house. Yeah, the strangler from the dead zone. From the dead zone. Mm -hmm. Like, died in her house. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if her empathy thing is her channeling a lot of other stuff because she also they show her taking removing the breathing thing from right uh the reverend well, i think yeah. that's more to do with her being some kind of conduit yeah i agree i agree so See, it's funny is that when they brought up the dead zone character the strangler i kind of almost thought oh what if she actually has christopher walken in the dead zone's powers like she, the whole touching stuff and seeing the memories and stuff like that. She just never actually worked with it. Maybe. That, I mean, that fits into that world. Yeah. We know that it happened in there. And people are just the loudest of objects. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, I, it, obviously, we're still only on episode four. So, there's a <laughs> lot There's a lot more to, to watch and unpack. But I, I, I actually thought that was... Uh, I, that's something that I had come up with until... And then finding out that they had a direct reference to Dead Zone was, was pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm definitely intrigued about how it actually pans out. I can't wait for the reference to uh, Overdrive. <laughs> have a Green Goblin truck drive through town. Actually, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't already mentioned a Easter egg of some sorts to Overdrive, like something about a vehicle driving on its own or... Uh, Maybe that's like, oh, the man, car with the carbon that, monoxide. One time that Pepsi machine like shot a can right up my nuts. Or something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um... I, what was there was something else uh with uh his uh mother so henry deaver mm. wants to move his mother to houston so that she can be closer to him and he'd be out of there but there was a uh, something about he him and his mother had an argument remember what that was about yeah Doesn't she it? was gutting fish right so like when he brought up the idea of like hey why don't you move down to texas with me i'll put you in a nice home and uh, she did not like that. Well, the, the he had talked to the Dejardine. No, the um, Pangborn. Pangborn. Yeah, that he had talked to him about the idea. The mother hadn't heard this concept, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they talked about it over the years, and he's trying to push a little harder. Uh, and then he was trying to press her on the idea of like, well, why didn't you? You never talked to me about what happened in the, those eleven days. That's Where right. was I, or yeah. anything? Uh, and she was like. Well, you want to talk about things? You want to put me in a home? <laughs> and it's like, maybe we talk about the thing from the past before the future. Yeah. Uh, so, is there, do you think that there's a, there's something about those 11 days that, that she's going to know about? Is I think people are definitely avoiding talking about things yeah. for the 11 and, days. Well, and that ties back into the, the creepy, like, barber with with the box of Henry Deaver memorabilia, right? Because this guy got really excited when he figured out that this was Henry Deaver. Mm-hmm. Like this dude, like it creeped me out <laughs> with uh, how happy he was. And he says, "Yes, follow me." And they went through the Michael Myers house of <laughs> like piano bro crashing through the ceiling and all kinds of like just clutter everywhere like it was like a it, was major... a, it was a hoarder yes it was a hoarder house and uh this so this f- follows this guy all the way up to his bedroom which i was like dude Bad no, idea. red flag red flag <laughs> and 
and he pulled out this grimy looking box with like mildew growing out of the mm-hmm. bottom of it put it on his bed and says here and he kept all these records of and, and these clippings of so, what happened yeah because the the idea is that the, the all the records were at some place and then that place burned down but they had already started storing some of them in another person's house in the basement and then that basement flooded and she the lady that was at, that had a flooded basement was going to get rid of that stuff and he's like oh no i'll just take it off your hands so for whatever reason he just grabbed a bunch of filing boxes and took them home well no there is a direct reason because apparently he was involved there was at least some questioning about that's true they did question him a bunch uh like i never touched you or something like that you tell them that we we both we both know that i never touched you yeah (laughs) and that gave me some genuine chills when he said that i'm like oh i didn't like the whole thing leading up to that even that guy sounded crazy he was like yeah so they were like why you got these finger bones and i was like those are my brother's finger bones ain't no problem with that (laughs) (laughs) he cut them off himself because he was doing an insurance fraud (laughs) and then and, and and just because a man has finger bones does not mean that you should not take serious his claims about alien abduction. <laughs> like, that guy's nuts. Like, he didn't whoa. Say that. <laughs> like, this is more than I can handle right now. And then it just ups the ante even more. <laughs> He's like, Bush did 9-11. <laughs> but he had, he had his barber pole, and his, it was a bit, place of business that he was living out of. So Which is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, like, <laughs> well, Henry Deaver apparently had to drive, like, 45 minutes out into the woods to get here. Why is there a barber shop well, in the middle of the woods? He, he addressed that. The guy did. He said, he, he said, are you from the IRS? That's right. And so he, he's like, technically, this is my place of business. <laughs> and so he's, he has this barber pole out there to presumably not pay maybe some property tax of probably. some sort. Uh, yeah, probably. Or get somebody yeah. back. Or, yeah, something, right? That, like, that there's, was, there's a lot of story here, which is this little side plot. <laughs> I, that was one of the things when he first met the guy. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's well, a, like we're, a not even, thing. we're not even talking about the fact that we saw a glimpse of it because it, it went and gone, like, because Henry's walking around the house and the dude has like half mannequins buried in the backyard, like half of them sticking out of the ground and stuff. Like why, why are they there? And this is also where we, they, we had the crate with the bowl in it. that was padlocked. Yeah. There's there's a lot of questions here. Yeah. I I don't know where this is going or if it's even going to amount to anything, but it's just very (laughs) like unsettling. Well, I wonder if those things are all references themselves. Judging oh, by how they've done references in this stuff, maybe. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's just a whole bucket that of well versed in Stephen King lore to really be able to pull some of those. Like, I can tell some of the more obvious ones, right? But, yeah, like the, the the mannequins in the back and that the barber pole and all that other. I don't know. Like, do you I, think? I, do you think they're more uh, Twilight Zone references? Mannequins would what work if? for Twilight Zone. Uh, maybe. So, what if? What if? What if? Uh. What if? we have a pet cemetery tie-in, and the Reverend, or maybe even CC Spacek, accidentally killed young Henry, and the Reverend took him out to bury him, buried oh. him in the pet cemetery, and the Henry that we have is the reborn one. He got pumpkin head Henry. That would be amazing. <laughs> I I like that idea. And that's, that's why, why he doesn't, he doesn't have the memory. Yeah. Done. That's so, crazy, this, so he actually Castle is Rock. bringing evil with him wherever he goes now. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Ah. I, it's not going to be that, though, and I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> now we can never live up to yeah. that. Uh, okay, so the other thing was uh, at one point, uh, 
Well, Molly is trying to sell her house. Francis O'Connor's house. Oh, okay, someone else. So it's the, the wife of the warden. Lacey. The warden, yeah. yeah, Lacey. Um, the people that want to buy that house. They're are, weird. They're really into the fact that it's Castle Rock. Like, they really, like, he he's like, I'm a teacher in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> and he's like. But, we're looking for a change. But we're looking for a change. And you, she's like, you wanted to move to Maine? I got a little bit of a Beetlejuice vibe from that couple. Oh, God, you're right. He d- he did ask about the yard. So maybe with the whole this whole burying thing. Ooh. He, but, he was like, you think that'll include the yard? Well, the the art, not the art. Yard. Okay. Never mind. He was mind. looking, he was oh, looking yeah. at the, the, the art the come with the building. Yeah, the painting okay. of Castle Lake or something like that. Castle hmm. Rock Lake or whatever. So it was, yeah, they were just really too Maybe much Maybe those into people it. are actually travelers from the real world. And they're just really psyched to, to come into the fictional world of Castle Rock. <laughs> but now fans. we're really breaking the fourth wall. Going, going meta, yeah. It's really meta. It'll be kind of like a Truman Show style. Ooh. That's like they want a sweepstakes to, to be on the show, to be in. Meet Truman. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but then she also comes across Henry while he's walking in the rain. He's doing something. He's walking. Is he just walking? He went to her house. Oh, that's right. He goes yeah. to her house. And then it rained did, afterwards. Did they hook up? We don't know. <laughs> it doesn't when, say it necessarily, but he's in a bed. When they show him in the bed from the front, the side of the bed looks kind of like disheveled. But then when they show it in the reflection of the mirror, the left side of the bed where he's not sleeping seemed pretty well kept. So I'm back well, and forth. Well, maybe that's just how neat and tidy she is. Sure, she does know. seem like she would I do mean, that. that wasn't his bet that we saw him earlier. We saw that he was in like his childhood bed, and we commented right. on like... We oh, did you... try, okay, yeah, comment on having to sleep in your childhood bed, yeah. which would suck. <laughs> this looked like a much more comfy and maneuverable red bed. <laughs> so did they hook up? I, I mean, it's not explicitly shown. I feel like if they were going to do it, they would talk about it more. If it had happened then. I feel like he wanted to bolt right after it happened though. So maybe they did. And that's when he started saying like, I need to go back to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get out of here. (laughs) There wasn't a convenience store for miles and I made mistakes. (laughs) I was like, first you nut and then you bolt. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So yeah. hardware show. Once again, (laughs) things to unpack in this episode. Are, Are you still interested? I, I'm getting more in, in, invested now because okay. just just the weird haircut guy alone is like, <laughs> where is that going? Like, I, I need to find out because this is like, I'm going to feel really unresolved if I don't get closure on that. Steven? I don't know. Again, I, I stand by what I said before. Uh, if this was a week-to-week show that I was watching, I don't think I would have stayed. Um, but as a, a TV show that's available to be binged, yeah, I'd yeah, watch. I think I think we are doing a disservice to ourselves not binging it. But it's just well, I don't have Hulu, so that's not an option. <laughs> this is how we do this show. So, uh, I I guess I'm still on the fence. I am I am invested, or I'm definitely invested. We're four episodes in, but I guess I'm still interested. I just. I need something to have. I need a revelation. We don't have to give us the whole fucking enchilada at this point, but I need now a piece of something. I don't know if this is true because I've never seen any of the advertising for this show, but apparently in some of the like early trailers for the uh, the first season, mm-hmm. they tease Pennywise. They do. 
Yeah, so I'm kind of I'm They're really just like bullying him. Like, <laughs> what's up with your hair? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really hoping. I mean, not maybe not like a full on direct reveal, like he's a character in the show, um, but just something that kind of shows us that there is like a greater evil, like that that presence is is like kind of infecting the town or something. Um, I definitely want there to be some kind of massive uh, payoff. That I don't know. I just I don't want to be let down. Yeah, I've been hurt so much in the past already, and I, I just want this to, to every be the aspect one. of our lives has yeah. already let us down. I f- we don't I feel, want this to do it too. I feel like uh, just from seeing people's review of the last season, the second season of the thing, because yeah. there's a second season, not yet, not yet, no. Okay, well then, from the other last. people's reviews of the first season, okay, then apparently it pays off really well. Then I mean that's keeping me going. Okay. So I, I definitely want to see where this goes now. I was on the fence before where I was like, yeah, I'm not quite sold on it. Now I was like, you know what? How many episodes is the season? Ten. Ten. So we're we four shit. episodes in, we so we're more. we're uh, yeah we're getting up there now, and I feel like something really good is coming. Or yeah. really bad. Boom boom. <laughs> well, something really bad just happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, Henry a whole lot and of bad Molly <laughs> Well, Maybe I that's the boy I mean, they're talking about. He was planning on leaving, but after all the crap that just went down in the prison, I mean... Oh, he's not going to be able to yeah, leave Yeah, no, he's not going yeah, anywhere. I mean, no. he's a key witness in, <laughs> like... Oh, we I, we didn't even mention the fact that the, the other guards finally get their act together and, and take down the guard, yeah. take down Dennis. Like, they, they bust into the room and shoot him. Right yeah, after they, he says, I want to testify. Yeah. <laughs> they do the old Counter-Strike flashbang. Yeah, that's right, flashbangs. <laughs> Forgot about that. Just look straight at them. Sound decision making. So right before he dies, though, Dennis uh, says uh, pretty much continuation of the previous conversation they were having is like, I want to testify. Mm-hmm. I don't and, know how he thought. I mean, obviously, he's not in his right mind because there's no way that he'd be able to testify at anything, even, yeah. even if he hadn't gotten killed. I just I want to know what it was. I know it has something to do with the physical contact with the kid. But what exactly did that mean? And like, was were the actions he was taking... Uh, in the end, was he actually acting as some sort of avenger? Were like the people that he killed actually deserving of the the punishment they got, essentially, or did he really just snap for no right. reason because he just was at his wit's end? Mm-hmm. I wonder I, if we do find out whether the people that he killed were like a choice group. You know, like if he took out like all the worst elements, and everyone that was left behind at the end of the day might have been like the good guys. Mm. I'm curious. I, I, I want to think that that's kind of where they were going with it, but mm-hmm. we won't know now until we, we'll keep watching, and I want to keep watching now. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Uh, all right. If uh, you have any insight on the show, uh, without spoiling the l- later episodes for us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter. I am at Michipedia, G-E-R. Uh, John is also on Twitter as? I am at Magic Bollocks. You can find Steven on his weekly uh, D&D game mm-hmm. on, on, on twitch.tv slash mod20gaming. That's 2-0 in the middle. Converse, we just got merch. Hey. There you go. <laughs> Grab yourself you can, some merch. You can, with you can get me on socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real item. Thanks, yeah. Ian. There you go. <laughs> uh, you can get the rest of Geekly Radio at Geekly Radio on Twitter, at Geekly Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Radio is our Facebook page, and GeeklyRadio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Radio Network saying always remember to 
Geek, Geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.